0: This is the Daily Texan Newscast for the week ending in September 11th. I'm Anthony Green. And I'm Justin Atkinson. As this is our first episode of the fall 2015 semester, we want to give a warm welcome to all our lovely returning listeners. And welcome to any and all new listeners this week. Ken's Coffee,
1: a new shop with a 475000 price tag, will open in early November in the Kin Solving Dormitory directly across from Ken's Market on the first floor. Like Jester Java, a coffee shop in the Jester dormitory, Ken's Coffee will serve Starbucks coffee and accept Bevo Bucks, Diana dollars, and cash. It will also feature a walk up window outside for students.
0: The John L. Warfield Center for African and African American Studies is funding a new art gallery on the second floor of Jester Center. Located near the Sanger Learning Center, the $1.1 million project will be finished by mid January of next year and create a space to host African and African-American art. The exhibits will focus on the African diaspora from galleries around the world.
1: According to UTPD's crime logs from the past six months, the top six locations for drug-related charges, such as possession of marijuana, are number one, Jester Dormitory, number two, the Texas Union Building, number three, the University United Methodist Church, number four, the San Antonio Parking Garage, number five,
0: Brazos Garage, and number six, the Renaissance Market on Guad. Also, this week, Austin bike sharing program B Cycle is looking to make bike rentals more accessible to low income residents through its recently announced B Cycle for All membership program. The program is targeted towards low income residents with an annual income of $25,000 or less. Citizens who qualify for the program will pay an annual membership fee of only $5 for access to all 50 Austin rental stations. Residents who live in affordable housing communities and make more than $25,000 a year can pay $40 for an annual membership. That's still half the cost of a regular membership. Residents enrolled as full-time students, however, are not eligible for the program. UT is relaunching Safe
1: Ride as a pilot program because of a lack of funds needed to permanently continue the ride sharing service for the fall semester. Safe Ride is a free parking and transportation services program that drives university students from the downtown entertainment district to their homes between midnight and 3 a.m. Thursday
0: through Saturday. Kirk Lyons, an attorney representing the Sons of Confederate Veterans, has filed a plea with the Texas Third Court of Appeals to set up another hearing at the district court level in the Jefferson Davis statute case. After the University of Texas filed a plea with the jurisdiction, the judge dismissed the case filed by the Sons of Confederate Veterans seeking to halt the removal of the statue at the district court level. Soon after, Lyons petitioned the court for another hearing August 31st the day after the statue was removed from the main mall. Lyon said he plans to attend the inauguration of UT President Gregory Fenves on September 17th to keep the discussion about the statue alive until the case is heard. Lyon says he intends to plant Confederate flags in a, quote, discrete area around the inauguration site. The university will offer a new master's
1: degree in identity management and security in spring 2016. The two-year program, Accepting Applications Now, is a joint venture of the University's School of Information and Center for Identity. The program will go beyond information technology to focus on how
0: people have different expectations of privacy for different information. Also this week, Julian Castro, Secretary of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, spoke at the 2015 Reimagining Cities Conference. The conference commemorated the 50th anniversary of the creation of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development by President Lyndon B. Johnson. Castro discussed the deepening divide between the rich and poor in the U.S., stating that, quote, too often a child's zip code determines a child's future. Giving an example, Castro said a child born in the zip code 63135 in North St. Louis can expect to live 18 years less than a child that lives 10 miles away in a more affluent neighborhood. And now to Jory Epstein with the Daily Texan Sports Update.
2: This week at Texas Sports, we have many athletics going on in the city of Austin for all your fans. We have our volleyball games, our soccer games, and football game all going on at home this week. Starting off with volleyball, the number four team in the country, they'll be playing two games on Friday at 1230 against UTSA and 730 against Santa Clara, followed by a Sunday match versus Colorado State. The volleyball team played Nebraska and Florida, both also ranked in the top five last weekend, beating Nebraska and losing to Florida. They dropped from number three to number four, but still remain championship contenders. Check out them at Gregory Gym this weekend. Soccer upset number eight UCLA last weekend before going into a tie game with Oregon State on Thursday night. After a rain delay, the team was still not able to beat Oregon State. They left at 1-1. Football comes home for its home season opener on Saturday. The Horns lost to Notre Dame 38-3 in South Bend last week before many Longhorn fans. They only totaled 163 offensive yards, and fans are hoping that the offense will pick up its pace a little bit more in Austin this weekend. As of Thursday night, nearly 15,000 tickets still remained unsold for the game, so if you're interested in coming, your tickets are still available. The quarterback battle looks to be decided between redshirt freshman Gerard Hurd and junior Tyrone Swoops. Strong said he'll decide after the Rice game who he thinks should be the Quarterback for the rest of the season. Strong also made a coaching change this weekend, promoting wide receivers coach Jay Norvell to call offensive plays and demoting Sean Watson and Joe Wickline. Norvell has experience with the up tempo offense that the Horns are hoping to institute this season. After confusion between the offensive line, quarterbacks, and wide receivers last weekend, the players are hoping this will sort things out. They're also hoping to get more touches for senior running back Jonathan Gray. That's your Texan sports update. And just remember, you've got volleyball games Friday and Sunday, soccer on Sunday versus Abilene Christian, and Saturday night, home opener for football team at 7 p.m. versus Rice. And now, back to Anthony.
0: Thanks, Jory. We'll watch what happens.
1: So there's new research about the UT system lands out in West Texas that have been recently utilized for fracking. Uh, We have our system senior reporter here, Matthew Adams. Can you tell us more about that?
3: Absolutely, Justin. So the Environment Texas Research and Policy Center, they are a a research group here in Austin that looks at the environmental issues. And the reason they started looking into this was um, the Austin American Statesman had contacted them back in November for a story they were working on. And so they just continued looking into this, and they discovered a lot of issues with these land that UT is fracking on. In this report, they said that more than 6 billion gallons of water were used on the property for fracking between 2012 and 2014 with another 1.6 million gallons of wastewater uh, appearing on the soil and groundwater of these wells. Um, Mark Hauser, the CEO of University Lands said that you know he appreciates this report and they will look into it, but he does address some concerns about some of the problems that they raised. And one of the issues he said was that this report puts a bad light on fracking, and he says, The report states that fracking is so dangerous to the environment and human health that it should not occur anywhere, Hauser said. With this statement, Environment Texas is telling the people of Texas that they should not pursue oil and gas development on their land, as fracking is the dominant technique used in new oil and gas production in the U.S. We believe the people of Texas have the right to explore for oil and gas on privately and publicly owned lands. Now, Rohi Mandalapu, the vice president for student government, said that he will work on this issue with the university to see what can be done. He said that while this resource UT does not want to lose for revenue sake, um, he does appreciate that you know there are some environmental changes and some steps that UT can take.
0: I'm also told that the uh, UT System is uh, exploring uh, the utilizing new research for uh,
3: brain studies, correct? That's correct, Anthony. So UT Systems had announced last week that they are providing funding or what they term seed grants um, to 45 new research teams. It's a total of 4.5 million, 100,000 divided to each of the researchers. And this is an initiative UT System took to expand the brain research, um, whether for some people, whether it's dealing with memory and learning problems, how to conquer um, or eliminate Alzheimer's disease, autism. This is a new approach that they are trying to take as an initiative across the nation, essentially.
1: And we also have an update on Campus Carry. So
3: is it something that also Matthew can comment on maybe? Yes. Um, So Campus Carry, um, as President Finvis had announced, Earlier in the summer before um, school was back in session, he formed a working group to help him come up with options regarding Senate Bill 11 that will allow for um, concealed guns to be carried on college campuses. Right now, the working group has announced that there will be two public forum hearings, one on September 30th and the other one on October 5th. They are currently just this week um, on Tuesday, they allowed for colleges and other departments at UT to start submitting information regarding areas that they would deem gun-free zones. Um, The chair of the group, Stephen Good, said that this is by no means any set decision. This is just another way to gather more information before the working group submits options to President Finvis by late November. He also said that colleges and departments, while it just started this week, they still have plenty of time to submit stuff before their proposals.
0: And should we be uh, keeping an eye out for anything next week?
3: Absolutely, Anthony. The uh, The biggest thing on September 17th is President Gregory Fenvis, his inauguration, and then the State of the Union address to the university. Um, so that's definitely the big key focus. The other thing is also a study, the AAU survey that the University of Texas, along with 20 other institutions, participated in looking at sexual assaults on campus. And that uh, report is expected to be released early next week. All right. Awesome.
1: In other news... UT has no new plans to put gender-neutral restrooms in already existing buildings on campus because of a lack of funds, according to Ishelle Rosal, director at the Gender and Sexuality Center. UT currently has 32 existing gender-neutral bathrooms available to students, the locations of which can be found on the GSC website. University policy requires any new building being constructed on campus to make a gender-neutral bathroom available for every five floors that a structure has, according to Rosal. Rosal said the Gender and Sexuality Center worked with facilities to get a gender-neutral restroom um, on campus and will continue to work to get more installed.
0: Students rushing to pay back money owed for ID fees, tuition, and past visits to university health services may soon be able to breathe a little easier, thanks to a resolution by UT student government. The new resolution requests for the office of the registrar to give students 30 days to pay off any outstanding fees and debts that would otherwise bar them from registering. This resolution would also establish an alert system for students via email after missing the initial deadline. Prior to the spring 2015 registration, 6,700 students had financial bars with a total amount of $2.4 million owed to UT. According to the resolution. And now
1: we have Chris Duncan and Katie Walsh in the studio with the Daily Texan Backbeat.
4: Thanks, Justin. So the album we're going to be covering today is the Arcs' first album. Uh, the Arcs is uh, Dan Auerbach's side project. Most of you probably know him from the Black Keys. And uh, we're just going to play an example of what we think is a typical song from the album. This is the album's second single, "Out of My Mind."
5: I like this one because it's catchy this is the song that people are going to keep coming back to the song that's going to get stuck in their heads
4: yeah definitely the, the chorus is very easy to remember uh it just goes out of my mind and just repeats like that but you know it, the sound of the song it sounds a lot like turn blue the black keys last album it has those same hypnotic sounds a lot of the reverb on guitars echoed vocals things like that it really doesn't distinguish itself
5: yeah, but I think Turn Blue is a much better album. There's more variety, and each song can kind of stand alone. Cool.
4: So next song we're going to play is called Pistol Made of Bones. Take a listen. I
2: was shot by a
4: So this song itself stood out to me uh, when I first listened to the album. It, it make, The lyrics make a lot more sense than uh, a lot of the other songs and it's definitely a lot more energetic. It's a song that I could definitely see myself coming back to and uh, listening again.
5: Yeah, I agree. I have nothing bad to say about this one. Um, I like the drums in the background throughout. It's definitely a song I can see myself wanting to listen on the way to class or something. Mm-hmm,
4: definitely so for our final clip here we're going to play uh, the album's ninth track called nature's child
5: all right i'm not a fan of this one but it is the only song on the album that i feel like is distinct from the black keys you can recognize Auerbach's voice from the Black Keys, but it's a completely different style, something we're not really used to.
4: Yeah, definitely. Uh, on a lot of the other songs on this album, he sings in a very similar fashion to what he did on Turn Blue, which, you know, although that is a nice sound, it is a new band, so, uh, you know, that a new sound would really help contribute to their identity. Um but the song itself, Nature's Trial itself, it really doesn't go anywhere. It starts out at a very slow crawling pace, and then just sort of continues for three and a half minutes. Compared to, uh, on Turn Blue, the song Weight of Love, which is arguably the best song off the album, it uh, builds a lot and it it picks up momentum over over time. But this song definitely doesn't. I came out of it pretty dissatisfied.
5: Yeah, I kind of feel that way about every song on this album. They start off they start off really great. The intro always hooks me, and then I'm left dissatisfied by the end. Just the rest of the song doesn't live up to how great the intro is.
4: Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's it, the album itself is just not distinct enough from other Hourback uh, releases, and you know, it's it's just not creative or uh, unique enough to be considered what I would think to be a good release. So those are our thoughts, and uh, back to Justin.
1: All right, thank you, Chris and Katie. I appreciate that. And so for our final segment, we have the newscast Crime Corner, where we will highlight some of the more entertaining crime reports from UTVD in the week. So we have two this week, so be excited. To start off, quote, an off-duty police officer observed a UT student and an unidentified subject engaged in a heated game of basketball. During the game, the unidentified subject punched the UT student in the face and promptly left the basketball courts. Period. End quote. Uh, The next case, uh, a theft. A UT Recreational Sports staff member reported that one of the basketball backboards at the Clark Field basketball courts broke from its mounting bracket. As staff members were cleaning the debris, an unidentified subject walked up to the area and took the basketball rim and promptly left the area. Lost value, $330. So, hope you enjoy this week's Crime Corner. And back to you, Anthony.
0: That about does it for this week's edition of the Daily Texan Newscast. In the meantime, there is always more news at DailyTexanOnline.com.
1: You can also follow The Daily Texan on Twitter.
0: It's at The Daily Texan. And
1: we're on iTunes. Just search for The Daily Texan Newscast. See you next week, everybody. Bye.
3: This newscast is produced by The Daily Texan and hosted by Anthony Green and Justin Atkinson. Today's guests were reporters Jory Epstein, Matthew Adams, Chris Duncan, and Katie Walsh. It was edited and mixed by Bryce Seifert. The intro music was by Jazar. Join us next week, Friday, September 18th, for a new episode. And until then, you can check out our continuing coverage at DailyTexanOnline.com.